Welcome to the Coaching Doc Podcast, hosted by Coach Chris Cutcliffe and Dr. Hunter Taylor. This is the podcast completely devoted to seeking out leaders who elevated their organizations and didn't compromise their principles at the same time. Thank you so much for joining us. Our very first guest is going to be a special one. It's my former coach, boss, and mentor, Coach Johnny Hill. Coach Hill was the former head coach at Oxford and Tupelo High School. He's a member of the Mississippi Association of Coaches Hall of Fame. He's impacted hundreds of lives, including mine. I'm so excited for you to hear about his journey and how he built the organizations he did. Well, Coach Hill, thanks so much for being here. You are our first guest ever on the Coach and Doc podcast. How does it feel? It feels unique. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you're in your comfort zone because we're actually filming in, uh, in your old stomping ground, in your old place, with your old quarterback, um, and one of your old coaches right here. So I think we're going to have fun. We really appreciate you joining us, though. Thank you. First off, just for listeners who might not be as familiar with you and your career as others, give us your background <laughs> and just like how you got into coaching uh, your career. Well, I... Uh... It's been a, a while back. Let's see if I can remember all that. Uh, when I was 11 years old, I started playing football as a seventh grader. Um, I, I was uh, when I graduated from high school. I was 17, and my freshman year in college, I went to University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. I was 17. I didn't turn 18 till Christmas Eve. That's my birthday. So I was kind of a young pup, and uh, they didn't do the holding back of kids as much <laughs> back then. And, um, you know, and I, and I will tell you this, uh, uh, I held my boys back and I would strongly uh, recommend uh, at an early age, don't put your kids out in college at 17 years old or, or just turning 18. Um, and everybody, and I did my... Uh, thesis in college when I got my master's degree on that and is that a boy thing or just it's, it's anything okay uh, you know you you uh, boy or girl and it's not athletic thing mm -hmm. and that's coming from a coach you think it's athletic but it it's it's the best thing you'll ever do for for your kids is hold them back Why? best thing and um, like I said I asked 54 people that have held their kids back and all of them said it was the best thing they ever did for them so just but anyway like maturity and um, it's just maturity uh, um, and and um, it, it you, you're putting them out of the house and uh, at 19 they're ready to go I mean you're ready for them to go yeah. but but at, at 17 and sometimes 18 uh, you sure would like to hang on to them another year so it it um, Again, people, and 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 the people that I asked about were doctors and and principals. They weren't just coaches, or or a lot of them didn't even play athletics, and okay. they said that was the best thing for them. But I, anyway, um, I I played at uh, Hollis Springs High School. Um, I left uh, my eleventh grade year and went to Marshall Academy. Uh, played there for two years, uh, went to Chattanooga, played there for four years, was a GA up there uh, one semester. And uh, Who were you a GA for? Uh, I, I, it was um, 
Richie Kotai was the offensive coordinator. He coached with the Eagles. Joe Morrison was the head coach. Um, and Joe Tafoni, um, defense. Joe Lee Dunn was the defensive coordinator, and um, I learned a lot playing for him. He he he's a really good guy, good coach, and and um, but uh, when I left there, I came to back home to Holly Springs and uh, coached at Holly High for four years. Uh, I got a went to Marshall Academy for five years. Uh, coach basketball, football, track. Um, I think I even was a tennis. I wasn't a tennis coach. I was uh, um, a driver. Got the tennis team to the tennis court. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, I left there and uh, went to Warren Central. I think that was in '84, mm -hmm. and um, stayed there for four years. Uh, we won a state championship in '88. What was your uh, role there? I was the kind of the pass coordinator and, okay. and, and worked with receivers and, and quarterbacks and, and um, um, even helped them on the defensive side too and, and a few special team things. My brother-in-law was the head coach there, Robert Morgan, and um, I learned a lot from him. He, he's a really good coach. Um, he's retired. I think his boys are coaching at Warren Central now. They're really one good of them, coaches. And one of them is at West Point. But uh, oh, wow. um, really enjoyed it there and had some good teams, some good people. Jay Hobson, I coached him. He's at Southern now. Yeah. Uh, William Prince, Tony Smith. I mean, there were a lot of good athletes down there. And um, then I came to Oxford. What made you want to come to Oxford? Well, I really wanted to get a little bit closer to home, and I, I wanted to have a little more. I uh, just got my administration degree, and um, it's a long way from Vicksburg to Hollow Springs, and, and um, got us closer to, to our parents. And, yeah. and, and um, it was a challenge. I, I remember Don Witten called me up when, when I accepted the job up here as offensive coordinator. And, Don, he said, uh, you know, in, in his nice way, he wanted to know why why would I leave Warren Central, which was a really, really good school back then. It's one of the top schools in the state. And yeah. uh, to come to Oxford, that uh, uh, he told me a good year was when, if we had two wins, that was a good year. And, you know, and I, and I basically told him I want it like a challenge. But uh, anyway, it was um, – it was different. Um, uh, Robert Youngblood uh, coached here, and and, and great guy, uh, just an outstanding coach. And, and um, you know, we we just kind of rolled our sleeves up and went to work. Uh, Dennis Dupree was the head coach, and Robert uh, did the defense, and I did the offense, and and. Uh, um, we kind of split up the special teams. Roger Smith was coaching here. He was fresh out of college, and uh, uh, he knew a lot about baseball, but he, he was a, he's a really good football coach. But uh, anyway, you know, really had a had a good time, had some good kids. Uh, uh, Brian Harvey, I think, was a senior um, my first year here. And y'all won, didn't and, you? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think we went eight and two, uh, eight, maybe eight and three. But we beat Pearl that year, which was, uh, um, I think they had beat Meridian and Warren Central and 
Brandon and and they and they had came down to 4A at the time. Uh-huh. 5A was the highest classification, and uh, they went down there. And I don't even know if they practiced that week against us. <laughs> anyway, we, we we somehow pulled it off. Uh, uh, Joey Val and Jerry kicked a field goal, winning field goal with a few seconds left to go in the game, and and uh, to win it. And you know that we did. We was that was one of the most exciting games I've ever been involved in now because you know they there was we were probably fifty points at least underdogs in that game. And uh, but uh, we had some really good players on there, and and you know now they probably. Charged me and Robert with child abuse because uh, they never came off the field. I know Brian; he 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 was on the offensive line, defensive line. I think he was in, even on special teams too. But uh, yeah, him and Peter Smith. Uh, you know, there was a bunch of John Acker, um, Mike Stark. There was just you know it, the list kind of goes on. But they are they're the ones that really. I think turned our program around. Uh, you know, we coached our tail off, but but it, it, you know we don't get to play. Though yeah, they play and they they play very very hard and and just did a did a great job as much as as much as you could ask out of anybody. And um, um, it was a good group of guys. Uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And then I was here for what, seven years, I think. Then I went to Tupelo. Uh, and stayed over there four years, and then I came back here, and I don't, you know, that's where I finished up. That's, that's kind of where I've been. What did you do over at Tupelo? Uh, I was a head coach and okay. athletic director over there. Okay. And then came back over here just why? Well, I, you know, I, I enjoy Oxford. It's a great place. It, yeah. It's got great people, good kids. Um, you know, it's just a very – very unique place, and and um, if this was kind of home to me, so I we came back, and and um, um, superintendent made me an offer I couldn't refuse, and, okay. and uh, <laughs> um, you know it was it was it was it was a good fit, and you know that that's that's kind of way what I've done. You listed a lot of names that you worked with, worked for. Is there anyone in particular that you want to talk about where maybe as a young coach, like they really kind of showed you the professionalism side of it or you really liked how they handled, built relationships with kids or how they were so organized? Yeah, I, I would say probably one one coach that uh, got me into coaching was Noel Akins. He used to be our state uh Representative, I think he's retired now, and um, um, great guy. Uh, he's pretty hard nosed. He's whipped my tail many a time in class now, <laughs> and um, and he can swing a paddle. Uh, but uh, you know, he he was uh, a lot of fun to be around, and and, and I always looked up to him. And uh, you know, I kind I lost my father when I was a senior in high school uh, in a farming accident, and uh, he kind of. Uh, was like my my like my second daddy to me, you know. Mm-hmm. He gave me a hard time, but it was, uh, it it was it was it was good love. It wasn't bad love. Right. Very cool. When you were at Oxford, let's just talk about that time period. Mm-hmm. Even more so, I'd say, like when you came back as the head coach, who did you love to compete against? Where it wasn't like bad blood, but you just liked 
you know, going good on good, whether it was how another team played or you really admired another coach that you would go against, you knew you had to prepare extra special for that. Was there anybody that uh, you want to talk they, about? They are all, you know, I, it would be hard to put one. would have to be Phil Oakley at that's who. That's who I thought of, you know, for sure. We, we good friends, still are good friends, and uh, uh, I knew he was going to do everything he could to, to whoop my tail. And I, he knew I was going to do everything to whoop his tail, and I was going to have a, a surprise for him. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was really, really fun, I, of course. Uh, being in Oxford, uh, the Oxford Lafette game is always mm -hmm. a, a a big game, mm -hmm. uh, a fun game, um, and it's it's very competitive. And then, you know, I, we we finally got tired of West Point whipping us, and putting us out of the playoffs, mm -hmm. and and our kids really just bowed up and said no more, and and. Uh, and, and shut that down. So you, you'd have to throw West Point in there um, <laughs> too because they, they're such a good football team, good program, and and I think what we whipped them three years in a row. Yeah, we did. And, as you know, when those two teams are going to play, it's going to be a great game. It was oh, going to yeah. be hard-nosed. It was going to be you know, two well-coached teams going at it. And it, it was, you know, just a lot of fun, of course, with my nephew down there. Um, he um, – uh, I knew he was going to have a surprise for me. They, they're big on special teams, especially on block punt. That's what he goes after. And I think he blocked a punt on me and it just killed my soul that I, I let him <laughs> block a punt. Um, but, it, you know, it's all of them are fun. I, I, I enjoy uh, playing against Hernando, against Anthony Jenkins. He, he's, he's a good friend of mine. And um, I know one time I found out one of his classmates brought a annual and when he graduated from high school and he had a fro that covered the whole picture. <laughs> so I got it, blew it up, put it in a frame and carried it to him before the game over there. And, and him, you, know. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it's fun having, having those type of rivalries or friendly rivalries or, you know, you can be friends and all of that, but right. when you when you line up on the other side of the field, you're the enemy. And 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 my job is to whoop his tail, and his job is to whoop my tail. <laughs> well, I can remember for sure you and Coach Oakley. You talk about having a trick for him. That was the debut of the idiot play. Yeah, that's right. You know, for people who have worked for Coach Hill, that would be you know that's that's probably one of the most famous plays that we that we've had in our offense at Oxford is the idiot play, and it was debuted against Coach Oakley in Centotopia. So that was a lot of fun. You know, that was I remember it like it happened yesterday. My wife couldn't understand why I'd call timeout and we'd practice this and it was fourth and six inches. We get the first down, the ball game's over. And uh, uh, Turner Barnes was a quarterback and he's he's real hard nosed, gutsy kid and knowing that we're going to run the quarterbacks. Everybody in the stadium knew we were going to run this kid because he could have played fullback, could have played linebacker and um, to get six inches. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I called timeout, and I told the officials I had this trick play that I might run, and and do not call quarterback sneak down till you know where that ball is because, mm -hmm. you know, they don't if they lose it and they see a wide, they'll blow the whistle. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, we ran it, and as I was coming off the field – my, my jaws were killing me because I was grinning so bad. And um, 
I mean, it, it, they were hurting. They almost cramped up because I was, I, and, and, you know, I couldn't keep from grinning. And as a football coach, you don't ever grin on a football coach. <laughs> but I couldn't help it. And my wife couldn't believe that I was grinning in a crucial time of the ball game and all of that. And I remember Shane Stone ran away to me and, and uh, he said, he said, Johnny, what'd you call I said, you really don't want to know. And he said, okay. I said, I called 39 idiot play. And his eyes got big as saucer. And he said, okay. Anyway, we, um, free safety sucked up in there. The linebacker came in there. The receiver was chasing our receiver. Man to man had his back turned. There was nobody out there. And uh, Red went 47 yards. And the uh, fullback was leading him. And there was nobody back there. And we scored. And. Of course, Shane come running down there and high-fived me, and, and that, that made Oakley mad because I'm over there celebrating. <laughs> and uh, he didn't even know what I was celebrating because he hadn't seen it. He didn't know how he got outside. Nobody <laughs> I can't repeat what he called me. He called me <laughs> on the phone. Um, but it was it would take a whole paragraph on, on, on those words. But anyway, it was it was a lot of fun. Um. Let's shift gears for a second then. Um, and it can even go back to when you first took over Tupelo or when you came back to Oxford as a head coach. One thing that we want in this podcast is we want to give listeners insight from uh, leaders, whether that's in sports, uh, business, past, whatever it can be, uh, into how they built something that was extremely successful. And so... What we want to first know is just like when you took over either at Tupelo or when you came back to Oxford, like what was your priority list of like, I want to make sure this gets established, then this gets established, then this, et cetera. Well, I think the, the whole key to that is is you got to have an outstanding seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade program. You've got to teach kids fundamentally um, and, and correct the mistakes, correct attitudes, mm -hmm. get, get everybody on the same page. And in our case, with that, I think one of the big pluses was Buccaneer football. Um, and, and, and I remember when Michael Abraham um, deserves a whole lot of credit mm -hmm. um, because he got those kids at an early age and, and they had a lot of fun. And uh, the biggest thing on anything is they got to have fun, uh, and, and especially in football because it's so demanding, it's so hot, mm -hmm. it's so whatever. But they've got to, they've got to instill that fun part to it. And you're gonna compete, you're gonna play hard, but you, you, it you make that fun. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I, I would again, I would say, I remember telling Michael, I said, Michael, you can you can make or break us. I said, if you if you make it fun and you do, you know then you can't beat it. I said, but you get out there and you put a bad taste in these kids' mouths. I said, we'll never see them. Right. They'll, they'll say, I ain't playing football. It's too hard. The coach is fussing and, and all of that. So you, you, it's got to be a, a, a fun journey. And then when they get up here, it, it, it's still fun and it just carry, carries on. So I, you know, I would think that um, that was a big thing. Of course, I remember coming back here to Oxford and then my right tackle um, didn't even know what a linebacker was. 
and we went through a play four or five times. I said, you got to block the linebacker. Well, he didn't know what a linebacker was. And uh, so it, 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 it took a while to get things going in, in the right direction. I think that's probably the only losing season that I've ever coached was that my first year back from, from Tupelo. Okay. I think we were like five and six that year. Um, it, and it hurt, but, but we made it through that and then you just kind of, you know, you build, build from that. After making sure like that, uh, kind of the feeder systems in place, then what's, what's next? Like how much time well, do you focus I, on? I think it's important. Um, in, in coaching, you know, it was, it was, you surround yourself with good people uh-huh. um, and, and you've got to have good coaches and, and, and Chris is sitting across from me and he's the head coach, but he can't do it all by himself. And, and he's got to trust the people that he hires, hire good people that you can trust and turn them loose. And, and you don't get into coaching to be a yes person for one person. You, you, you've got different ideas. You've got different uh, opinions. Um, and and it, you get into a situation where when it when there's a question or whatever, uh, Chris has got to make that call as a head coach. He's, that's his responsibility, but you want, you want coaches to coach. Uh, you never want to get in a situation where you're telling coaches, get up and go do this. And, and you need to do this and you need to do that, uh, you need to get rid of that coach. You, that coach, you ought to be, look, you need to back off a little bit. You need to do, you know, or we can do this, but uh, but you don't want to have to push coaches into coaching. If they don't want to coach, they don't need to be in this profession. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's uh, it's obvious. Chris did a great job um, selecting coaches and, and, and everybody kind of fitting on the same page and everybody's in the, in, in, you know, Everybody's got a finger in the pie and, and hold them responsible for that. What did you look for when you were hiring coaches then? Good people, people you can trust, people that don't mind working. Uh, there's nothing worse than having a coach on your staff that don't really want to work. Yeah. You know, he, he don't, we used to have to get out there and paint the field, cut the field, uh, drag the field, do all of this stuff. And, and you know, if a coach, thinks he's too good or or he don't want to do that it's not a problem go find you another job somewhere and yeah. and, and and but i mean it's it they'll weed themselves out you know in, in a situation like that well and that's one of the things people always ask me about lessons i learned from from you uh coach Hill. so one of the things that's what i always tell people is you always talked about how critical it is to have a staff you can trust and Hunter just asked you, you know, what do you look for when you hired a coach? And you didn't, you didn't say anything about, well, he's got to be an X's and O's expert. He's got to be this and that. First and foremost, with somebody you can trust, mm-hmm. a good person, I think, was the first thing you actually mm-hmm. said. And then somebody who's going to work hard. Mm-hmm. And those kind of qualities really are, are more important and come before, you know, somebody who can draw up a good football That's play. That's right. Again, I've, I've told – Chris says, I told Stan this a hundred times, it don't matter what you know, it's what those kids know on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and because you don't get to get out there and play anymore. So they mm-hmm. got to go out there and know what's going on and make adjustments. And, and you know, just like with Chris, I, um, one thing that I, I, I still remember with, with Chris is 
when he got his shot to play quarterback, he didn't mess up. He, 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 uh, we wasn't the best offensive team that year. We had a really good defense and had a, a really good special team. And we lost a lot of ball games on turnovers earlier. And Chris, you know, we didn't we didn't score a whole lot of points, but uh, we, we didn't turn the ball over and, and put our defense in a bind or put our special teams in a bind. And, and you know, back then, of course, it's a lot different the way football is now. But um, if they do this, Chris had the uh, uh, the. The, not only the knowledge, but he had the permission to, to get me out of a bad play. And I've told him that a hundred times. Look, I'm calling this on an assumption. When you get up to the line of scrimmage, you see what they're doing. If there's ten folks over here, don't run it over there. Run it to this <laughs> side. And, and it's really that simple. Yeah. And, and, and I know Chris did a did an outstanding job of getting me out of a bad play into a play that's got a chance. And and uh, not everybody can do that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling you, I've had a lot of quarterbacks and you know, a lot of times they don't want to make that mistake. But now with this hurry up, hand signal type things, uh, you can make the correction up in the press box down and, and do that. And it takes a lot of that off a quarterback. Well, you're talking about our co-host right now. So how proud were you of him oh, it was and awesome. his staff and yeah. the guys this past year? Well, it's, you know, and it, it and, and I, I, I think Chris knows this, but not only did they win it, for this team, but they want it for this town and, and everybody that's ever played or coached at Oxford High School. Mm-hmm. It's not just a, <coughs> excuse me, a, a this team thing. Yeah. It, it You know, for an example, Brian Harvey, you know, he he, he helped start all of this and, and that. He was just as tickled as if he was out there when we won it. I mean, it, it and, and then players before that. Right. Um, and, and, um, you know, Ronnie Connor played football here. Uh, and of course, he—I'm sure he took a lot of pride in the fact. I know how much he helps you out, but he also his son played here. Uh, and and it, it, it's not just this team. Of course, I know they'll when they have their ten-year reunion. That's what they're going to be talking about is, is that football game <laughs> and, and football season. Um, but these other people that have their 30-year, 40-year, 50-year reunion, they're going to be talking about this because that's 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 kind of a uh, – it's part of them too. Well, I can tell you for me, one of my favorite parts of that day was seeing you, seeing all of the players, some of my teammates, all the people that were there. And I know the MHSAA didn't want people down on the field after the game, but they were losing <laughs> that battle. They <laughs> yeah. weren't going to stop that. And uh, – you know, I mean, that was I, I, that was special to me. And, and you look back at pictures and notice even some people that I didn't realize were there. You know, I maybe didn't see that night, and you see that were there. Um, so I think you're right. I think it was it was pretty neat that it was in the 50th season of, mm-hmm. of you know Oxford right. Charger football because I, I think that is pretty symbolic. Like yeah. you said, I mean, it was a lot of hard work. We've we've come so close uh, so many times, uh, you know, that there was a whole whole lot that went into getting that done. It was it was uh, very thrilling. Yeah. Well, let's finish with this. Somebody approaches you and says, "I want to get into this job. I want to get into this profession, and I want to do it well." What advice do you give them on uh, on being a professional coach? Well, first of all, uh, I think all coaches 
I think the coaches that that uh, have the ego that they're God's gift to whatever sport they're in, and is not is not is not a good thing. Um, if you're not in for the kids and you don't love kids and you don't want to help mold men out of young young men and uh then you don't you don't need to do this and and um i, I have seen coaches I've, I've coached that they they use kids for their own uh awards i guess you would say and and of course i, I know chris he he, he he's He's a people person, and and he's gonna treat your kid just like he treats his. How many youngins he's got? He's got a <laughs> but uh, you know, I came, he, I came with part of the job description. That's I think. right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, I, I got tickled. I had a, I had three of my boys playing on the same football team, and I got, somebody asked me how thrilling was it to have your three of your sons. I said, "What are you talking about?" I said, "I got fifty-something sons out there. there. They all mine." There and, you go. Uh, but. You know, I, I, I think you've got to have the right, uh, and this is not an easy job, and, and, and um, if, I guess the first thing I'd say, are you sure you want to do this or not? But, uh, um, you know, I, I think you you, you got to really have a, a burning desire to, to, to do what you do and, uh, and help kids, and, and I think some of the... Um, a lot of the kids that we get, a lot of them, um, some of the kids don't even have a father, and and you're you're kind of like their father figure. You're their discipline, and and I get on them, but it goes back to that tough love. You do it just like you would your own kid. Uh, you gonna make them do right, and uh, or do your dangest to make them do right. Uh, but and and I and kids understand that. Kids are smart. And they know. Um, if you care for them or not, and if they know that that you care for them, they'll they'll uh, they'll do whatever they need to do to to get the job done. And you know that would be, uh, I think, you got to come up through the ranks. One of the was that Coach Murphy say the X generation they they want to be an assistant coach one year and then they they ready to be a head coach and and, and they ready to. Move on and, and do this. Well, they're not ready for that. It, it this this job and until you become a head coach, you don't really realize what all's entail. And, and and I'm gonna tell you some of the funnest times I've ever had coaching was being an assistant coach, just being an offensive coordinator. I didn't uh, you know my job was to score points. I didn't have to worry about none of that other stuff. Um, but as a head coach, you got to worry about all of it, from grades to home life to are they at school? Are they doing what they're supposed to? You know, it, it it's uh, a little different. Well, I'll say this real quick. You started off that, again, talking about you can't be in, have an ego and be a coach. If you listen to what you've said all night, everything has been, you know, Hunter asked you about teams, that, what successes you had. You never once talked about yourself. Everything you talked about was your players, your coach, your assistants, your staff. And I know from experience that 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 you lived that every day, uh, from playing for you and from working for you. That it was not there was there was no ego involved with that. Everything you did was was for us as players, for us as as your assistant coaches, and that's genuine. That that's not just you know coach talk. I mean that's real. Well, I, 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 
I just think that's the way you're supposed to do it. And, and I, I'm probably wrong, but that, that's the way I feel. And I remember, uh, and, and again, I, just like when you used to call our JV games, uh, how thrilling was that to go out there and, and be the guy? You got to make the call. You got to do this, and it's on your shoulders. Well, the only way you learn to do that is is to do it. And and you wouldn't think of a a JV game or a ninth grade game, but until you until you're on the sideline and the clock stops and you got to make the next call in that, you, you there's no way to prepare for that. There's, there's no way until you do it. And and what's the best best way to do it is from a JV game. Ninth grade game, seventh grade game, it, it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, coaching's coaching, but you have to put young coaches in that role when they're ready for it to get them prepared for it. Well, Coach Hill, thank you so much for being our first guest that we've ever had on the Coach and Doc podcast. Uh, thank you for all that you've done for me, uh, both uh, as a player, uh, as a coach. I've learned so much from you. And it, it means a lot to me to have had you on as our, as our first guest on our new podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Coach and Doc podcast. Uh, we know there are a lot of podcasts out there, so we're grateful that you chose ours. If you'd like to learn more about the work that we do, please visit our website. It is at coachanddoc.com. Thanks again.